Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams. I'll be taking you on a culinary adventure through Walt Disney World. Before I get started, I just need to remind you that this show is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts help you plan the perfect Disney vacation. If you like us, you want to support our content, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It will cost you no extra money, and it does support us. So, for a free no-obligation quote, visit dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today. Also, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and review. Now, on with the show. This week, we have four reviews for you. One comes courtesy of myself, Craig Williams. Then we have another one with Fiasco, Pete, and the big group that we heard from last week. And actually, no, that I need to correct myself. We have two reviews from the group with Pete and Fiasco and friends to look forward to. And we'll get to hear all of that. Plus, we have a throwback dining review from Rhino from back around Christmas time, I think. It's, it's all blending together right back at that time period. And it is a, a snack uh, dessert dining review so we are going to have a lot of fun with everything we are covering today lots and lots of good food and i just i I can't waste any more time we have to get on with it so as i mentioned the we have a lot of pete reviews and that's actually what we're going to lead off with last week we heard them talking about the the Desserts that are available at Geyser Point, and I bet you're thinking, well, maybe now you're going to hear about the food that's available there beyond the desserts. Nope, that's not the case. We are going to have our first of two full-service, table-service dining reviews in this week's episode because the team was still at Wilderness Lodge, but they decided to eat at Whispering Canyon Cafe for lunch, I should say. Because I know, I know it's available for uh, multiple meals, but this is a specifically a lunch review. I'm not going to waste any more time. We're going to take it away to that team. They're going to talk about Whispering Canyon Cafe at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Hey, everybody! Pete Werner here with this week's Disney Dining Show, and yes. We are doing, I am doing a dining show, and yes, we are indoors. Uh, Today we are at Whispering Canyon at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Okay, so as I said, we are here at Whispering Canyon, and I just want to point out, this is my first time eating indoors in over a year, almost a year. Um, I've been vaccinated uh, fully, and I feel more comfortable now doing this. and I figured Wilderness, uh, Wilderness Lodge in general, but, you know, this particular restaurant uh, is pretty open air. And also, there's, uh, we'll, we'll show some video in a second of the tables around us. Not crowded at all. Feel very comfortable here. Um, but uh, I'm still nervous. Still nervous, to be honest with you. Um, but um, I'm willing to do it. We haven't done a table service dining review in a long, long time. So I'm looking forward to this and uh, joined by some friends you haven't met before. And, uh, but of course, uh, Corey Fiascanaro is on the camera and his wife Haley is here as well. So you can have a nice lunch with friends at Whispering Canyon. So, six to seven Finally, weeks. we go from the Sahara to the land of plenty. Exactly. I love it. Thank you, sir. We'll see. We went over there for drinks. There's no tea over there. Right. Okay, so I ordered the all-you-care-to-enjoy signature skillet. Um, maple chipotle, a barbecue... I always mispronounce that. Chipotle? Chipotle? Oh chipotle uh, barbecued slow-smoked pork ribs, barbecued pulled pork, citrus herb chicken, buttered corn, charred carrots, roasted peppers, sautéed green beans, plant-based option available upon request, uh, $24 per person. Um, and I'm going to tell you, this was delicious. Chicken was moist and really, really, rhino's favorite word, moist. You have a re- meat rhino. Just go up to him and go, moist. Um, 
Chicken was moist and really well seasoned. Uh, the ribs were delicious. Uh, it's not fall off the bone, but it's not supposed to be. Um, and it, it uh, uh, but just really, really good flavor on everything. Everything tasted the way it's supposed to, and it tasted fresh. It tasted fresh for $24. This is a fantastic skeleton. Um, green beans, really well cooked. The peppers, the corn, the mashed potatoes, the pulled pork. They do give you a little side of barbecue sauce if you want to add. Um, so that's my opinion on that. We also got the nachos, which I forgot what the hell these were called. But Burnt ends. Burnt ends nachos. Yeah, burnt ends nachos topped with beef brisket, barbecued pulled pork, cheese sauce, and fresh salt. So $12. This is a steal of twice the price. I thought this was delicious. Food in general, really, really, really fresh. Or maybe it's just that I haven't been in a damn restaurant since like the beginning of time. I don't know. But I was surprisingly impressed with this. Now, is it like gourmet? Of course not. But it's well done. It's well done and it's reasonably priced. And we cannot always use those words together in a sentence when we're talking about Disney restaurants. So um, this place gets a it's a thumbs up for me. That was good. That was delicious. I am a bottomless pit, a black hole when it comes to food. And so when I saw the signature skillet, which is all you can fathom, all you can eat, all you can... All you care to eat. All you care to eat. Um, it, was, uh, it was immediately what my eyes uh, jumped towards, and I'm really glad I did. Like, you, like Pete said, the... The chicken was great, the ribs were great, but and all the, the fixins, so your potatoes, your corn, your green beans, your peppers, your carrots, I'm, I ate those first with my like first round, uh, and then after that was just, you know, having more ribs, and as you can tell, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. I didn't take advantage of the, the all, you can, all you can fathom part of it, even a little bit. Uh, yeah, I am sitting over here loosening up my belt because I just ate too much. But I'm probably going to put another chicken on there and eat another one too. So the, the signature skillet gets, uh, gets a run, don't walk from me. Uh, if, you're, if you're in the area, run, don't walk. For all the full-figured folks watching Drake's review, I will kill him for you. <laughs> so I got the plant-based option here at Whispering Canyon Cafe. I got a vegan burger with spicy aioli pepper jack cheese. It tastes like regular cheese and it does taste like a regular burger, but I do... So, and also, it came with sweet potato fries, but I just asked for regular fries. Um, but I do want to mention that the fries here are just regular Disney fries and I don't know what the whole deal is, but they just poured like a ton of salt, it seems like, because it, they're the saltiest fries I've ever tried, pretty much. Well, the sweet potato fries, which I got in my burger, which I'm about to talk about too, are pretty salty as well. But yeah, I feel like they probably gave you the regular basic Disney fries because but it's a substitute. Had, not only did they give me regular basic Disney fries, which is fine. I'm not complaining at all. I do like a regular basic Disney fry, but they're so salty. Mm. They're like extra salty and they're not really enjoyable. And now moving on to the burger, I gotta say the sweet no, what is not the sweet potato, the caramelized onions um, went perfectly with this burger. It, it added so much more flavor to it because the burger itself wasn't very flavorful. I do gotta say, there's there was no like, ooh, this is this is different and special than another burger. No, right. just a plain basic vegan burger that they tried to make special by adding like caramelized onions and vegan pepper jack cheese, which isn't bad, but. I was expecting a little bit more of like something special because it was nineteen dollars. Mm, I think that was a okay. li- that's a little pricey for this, I would say. But overall, I did enjoy it. It's perfect for someone who, you know, wants a vegan option. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, I give it a maybe like a seven. A seven out of ten. Well, I also got a burger, and it was also nineteen dollars, but it wasn't vegan at all because it was the chopped bison burger. Again, nineteen dollars. And on here, we got, you know, tomato, we got some lettuce, we got the bison, and we got what is basically candy bacon, maple, maple the candy bacon. Kind, it's though. so good. And then it also has a, a aioli on it with a little bit of a kick. 
Uh, like I also mentioned, sweet potato fries. That's the, the side that it automatically comes with. And the thing that made me need to get this is it's topped with a fried pickle. I mean, if you know me, you know how I feel he about loves fried pickles. you know how I feel about fried pickles. <laughs> it's good. I am I am in love with fried pickles. I will say though, however, this is a fried pickle spear. I much much prefer the fried pickled chips, and I he think does. it would be it would be better if it was chips because then you could Dude, like you could layer it in the sandwich and take the bite and everything. But to be fair, that is delicious. The, the spear is good. The spear is good. P- pickle chips are better though. They're just better. Now the bison burger itself, nineteen dollars. It is super. Super filling. Now, another reason why I wanted to try this is because if you watched maybe two or three months ago, we reviewed Geyser Point, uh, and we I got the bison burger there. So I wanted to see how this one held up to that What do you one. think? Geyser Points is still better. Yeah, I go figure. I would have thought the same thing. This is good. This is really, really good. But Geyser Points is just like, man, come on. That... It is criminal how good the food is there, and uh, we I also do got to agree. we also ate there today. Mm-hmm. So it's I didn't have the bison burger, but it is like a one for one kind of comparison. Like I'm comparing the food in the same day, and Geyser Point is still like just the best place ever. This place is still good, and I also want to mention part of this place is they have kind of a gimmick. They have a lot of fun with you. If you think of like if you're where I'm from in Boston, Massachusetts, they got this place called Dick's Last Resort. That's kind of like it's Disney's version of Dick's Last Resort. Yes, like it is. they come out, and I have some video footage. Like <laughs> uh, a guy that were with, they he ordered an extra drink, and they came out, and they're like, "You drank that too fast," and they threw a big jug on the table. They come by, they just throw the straws at you. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. If, if you like that, it, also if you haven't eaten at Dick's Last Resort because it's not everywhere, also think of Fifties Prime Time. It's very comparable to the kind of thing you're going to get. As far as the service goes, there. It's and a lot another of fun. thing, and another thing, I just want to mention that I've never been here. This is my first time, so I got to experience it for the first time. I figured I'd mention that. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And never been here. <laughs> that reminds me. I was supposed to mention we reviewed this two years ago and did dinner. This was lunch. We'll leave a link to our dinner review in the description below. But again, it was two years ago. But the menu is still pretty much the same. Really. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's really reasonable. For, I thought it was too. That's incredibly reasonable. Oh, my God. Are you filming? Yes. All right, so you just got an actual... I didn't even realize we were filming. You got an actual reaction to me looking at the check. Uh, my friend Andrew here uh, went ahead and paid this. Uh, so, thank you, Andrew. Um, so, we have uh, five adults just had... An enormous amount of food. A 10% DVC discount. $129.27. That's why I had a look at this a couple of times. Right. Because is, are we getting this right? Um, really and truly, uh, I've, this meal for a hundred for this many adults. That quality of food. That quality of food. That amount of food. And the service was really uh, Christopher and uh, uh, oh Tammy. Tammy Tammy were fantastic. Um, really, I'd go out of my way to come back here. You know, I've always said, you know, Geyser Point. If you're at the Magic Kingdom, you want to get away for a little bit, um, and uh, you know, come ahead. This is another alternative as well. This was wonderful. I'm still and. At that price, that this—I mean, really—the quality, amount. I'm, I'm more impressed than I thought I was going to be. I got to be honest with you. But now I got to get up into my room because it's finally ready. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Disney Dining Show. We're not going to go around and do a wrap with everybody. Uh, that's it. Um, so thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time. That is the review of Whispering Canyon Cafe. I will admit I have that on my list of places I need to hit when I am dining indoors more often again. 
I mean, I shouldn't say more often. I mean, in indoors to begin with, it is definitely, definitely on my list. I I love everything about Wilderness Lodge from uh, from Artist Point, the, like the new Artist Point, and I love the last one too, Whispering Canyon. I, I just it's it's something about being at that resort that I just I truly, truly enjoy it, and so that was a very nice review. But next, we're going to bounce over to the wonderful Craig Williams and get his take on an Epcot quick service restaurant. I know he goes into all the details about where he's at and the background, so I'm not going to bother getting into that. We're just going to have to we're going to have to let Craig take this over and and give us his review. Ahoy hoy everyone, it's Craig back here at Epcot with another Disney Dining Review. Now, where am I at today? Well, I am in the World Showcase at the China Pavilion because I'm going to eat at Lotus Blossom Cafe, the Americanized Chinese quick service here at the China Pavilion. And it's been a while since I've eaten here. Uh, haven't always had the greatest experiences. And I'm going to try to not let any of that tarnish my my opinion on this before I get started on it, but it's it's hard to shake the past, especially when one of your experiences here resulted in uh, members of your family having food poisoning. So I'm going to put that behind me, only focus on what I'm about to eat, and hopefully, hopefully it surprises me in a good way. But nothing left to do now to go and get my food. See what they have. Go get my food. Looks like they have... Mongolian beef, orange chicken, chicken fried rice, for kids sweet and sour chicken, pot sticker and egg rolls, appetizers, pork and vegetable egg rolls, pot stickers, and lots of drinks including including ooh, beer and wine. Always love beer and wine and desserts. Good times. I decided to go with the orange chicken combo. It costs $13.50 and it comes with uh helping of orange chicken, steamed rice, broccoli, steamed broccoli that is, and then an egg roll. And so yeah, it's a nice it's a nice heavy plate when you pick it up and hold it. So I definitely feel like getting a decent value out of it. It's definitely going to be more than I can eat, but I'm going to be interested in how it tastes, specifically the orange chicken because you know, orange chicken is one of those uh, dishes that I feel like is done at so many places. And there's some good versions, there's some bad versions, and then we'll find out where this one falls in between it all. So, first bite. I am pleasantly surprised with the orange chicken. Uh, you know, it's it's nice. The outside of the chicken has a little tiny crunch to it, but it is soaking in that sauce so much that, you know, it, it does have that mushy texture to it as well but chicken inside's good the sauce is very very sweet it's been many years since i've had the orange chicken here at lotus blossom cafe i forgot how sweet their orange chicken is i need to find something to cut it down because it's just a little too much for me i don't know if i need to go with with some soy sauce or maybe i picked up some mustard as well too i always like mustard on on Chinese food, so I'm gonna try to do something to cut down on how sweet it is, but it's definitely it, it's not bad. It's it's good. It's good. Not my favorite, but it's good. I can't believe I'm about to talk about steamed rice, like it's something impressive, but it's part of the dish, so I'm going to have to to make a comment on it. But yeah, it's steamed rice. I I don't know how this is gonna go. Just like I expected, it is steamed white rice. It is very uh, dry, but it's not like it's not burnt. If you know what I'm talking about, like if you have a rice cooker and the rice is sitting on the heat too long and it starts to get that that crust to it, it's not doing that. So it's fluffy. It's white rice. I don't. It's one of my my lowest points. Trying to find something to say about white rice, but. And now I'm going to repeat the process with broccoli. Again, it's steamed broccoli. I don't, I don't know what I'm actually going to say about it, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to be this way, but the broccoli is, like, ice cold. 
I was expecting, maybe I have to go back and look at the menu, and I keep saying steamed broccoli, and that was just for the rice, but I felt like the broccoli was supposed to be steamed as well, too, but uh, there is water on it that makes it seem like it's been steamed at some point, but it is, like, it is bone cold. It is cold cold. I don't know if bone cold is an actual good description for it, but yeah, it is, it's cold, and it wasn't, if it was supposed to be steamed, it wasn't done long enough, uh, it's, it's like one step from being just raw broccoli, which is great, but with the platter and how everything else is working so far, it's not how I want the broccoli to be, which is sad because I was hoping for for the broccoli to be a little bit better. And my other comment about it is it could use just a little bit of seasoning to it, something. I mean, I guess I can put sauce on it, but yeah, the broccoli is bland, cold, and wet. And I don't, yeah, not not a huge fan of it. And finally, the egg roll. It's a pork and vegetable egg roll. It's also available as an appetizer if you wanted it that way, but comes with the meals as well, the combo meals. So let's take a bite. It's a good egg roll. I don't have really a lot to complain about it. I think the, uh, the actual outside portion of it I would like to have a little bit more of a crunch to it. It's just, it's on the soft side, but inside, tastes good. Uh, usually, again, with the sauce talk here, but usually I would absolutely all the time put mustard on an egg roll, but this one doesn't need anything at all. It's uh, it's tasty the way it is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm another high point. Maybe the highest point of this meal is the egg roll. Everything else is just... Just slightly below it, but some stuff very far below it. But yeah, egg roll right now. This is what's winning for me, but now I'm going to do my magic, add some sauces on, and see if I can find a way to ruin this meal that I'm having here. Let's see if I found a way to ruin the chicken. I added mustard and soy sauce to it, so it's probably going to change a little bit, but let's see how drastic the change is. That's my winning combination. The tanginess of the the mustard mixed with the saltiness of the, the soy sauce ends up just really cutting through the sweet. And it, it balances everything out drastically. I probably wouldn't even need the mustard on it. Just even a little extra soy sauce added to it, I think, would have balanced out the sweet side to it. But yeah, I in my opinion, it just needs a little something to cut cut the edge off of how sweet it is but if you like super sweet orange chicken then it's probably fine just the way it is but for me it it needed just a little adjustment to it it was it was a little bit just in my face with it and uh, I am gonna have a sugar rush now for a little bit with with my lunch but I don't I don't need to then also have those sugar withdrawals later on down the line but I I like what I did with that I also threw it all over the rice too just to see I think I went one step too far here. And maybe I did. I'll have to find out. Yep, one step too far with the rice. Specifically the mustard. Soy sauce, of course. Soy sauce on rice, it's it's fine. But the mustard did not need to be on the rice. That was just weird of me. And I tried to fix the broccoli with soy sauce, too. It made it taste better, but it's still cold. Surprise, surprise. I don't think that was going to change, but uh, yeah, the issues I had with the broccoli before, they're still the same. It's just, uh, it now tastes a little bit better with the addition of the so- sauce, soy sauce. I decided at the last second there I wasn't going to say soy, and then I screwed myself up entirely. But the last thing I'm going to talk about before I finish up my meal and give you my wrap-up thoughts is the beer that I got here. This is the Ticha jasmine beer this is from orlando brewing company here in orlando florida and it is obviously as you can see a nice light i believe lager i'll have to double check on that but i want to say it's a it's a light lager obviously with jasmine in it as well too and uh yeah i love orlando brewing it's one of my my favorite breweries that i've been going to for i think like eight years now so i wanted to try out the beer that they have here because I don't think I've ever actually had it at their brewery. So let's see how it tastes. It's nice. The uh, the the flavor is very, very light. 
slightly uh, watery almost in a way too. Not bad. Like it's perfect for a nice hot summer day here in Florida, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I would get this again, like especially if I was doing a drink around the world and I needed to kind of take a break in, in China, not go with something uh, too, too strong, too over the top. I would probably, I'd probably come out for this. I think, I think it would be a nice, nice break beer when you're, when you're doing an event like that. But okay, I'm going to go ahead and start finishing up my meal here and then I'll give you my final thoughts when I'm, I'm all done. I am wrapped up here at Lotus Blossom Cafe and yeah, I'm impressed by the meal overall. I am definitely full. So uh, my prediction was correct. I made sure I still ate all the chicken and the egg roll and the broccoli because I need my greens too. But I I did not finish all of the rice. But I, I do have to say, you know, it's when when you're ordering something like Chinese food and you're you're so used to your your local place and and the price that you pay for that, it's hard then coming to a place like Epcot and saying, okay, how can that be worth? 1350 in this situation but I just kind of looked at it from the aspect of well did it leave me full and did I feel like it, it quality was there for the price and you know it definitely left me full so I'll check that off the box but uh, you know quality definitely hit or miss in areas like I would have been happy with a couple less pieces of chicken and extra broccoli if the broccoli was done better and then, you know, rice, they're always going to throw extra rice on. No matter where you get Chinese food, it's always too much rice. So I'm fully expecting that. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm very happy with it. And still, even after I messed with the chicken and added the mustard and soy sauce, uh, the egg roll was still triumphant over everything else with it. That was, that was decent. And so any little bit of hesitation that I had with this meal is pretty much uh, out, out the window now. And yeah, I'm 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 actually happy with it. So I I was really preparing to sit down and hate every little bit of this, and walking away saying, you know what, it wasn't the best thing I've had. It wasn't the worst, but it was good. It was good. And uh, with the beer too, I did look it up in between, and uh, in between finishing and starting this portion of the review, and this is a blonde ale. So that's what I was able to find when I looked it up. It is the Tcha, just that's what it's called, T-C-H-A, and it is from Orlando Brewing again, and it's a blonde ale with hints of jasmine in it. And that is the, the as close to an official description as I could get with it. And I'm still, still liking it. It has that little bit of like a corn taste that some lighter beers and Blondales and some light lagers have that I don't always love that flavor, but it's, it's okay right now. It's working with it. And again, it's so hot outside. It's in the nineties today. So, uh, it's, it's really cutting, cutting that heat in half. So, um, I'm happy with it and yeah, I'm happy with everything here. So, uh, I don't know if it's just an off day for me and I'm in a good mood, but I'm giving a thumbs up to Lotus Blossom Cafe. That's right. I gave it a thumbs up. We are all about our ratings here at the Disney Dining Channel. It will constantly change. It will one day be no ratings or reviews really at all besides the the basic review. Then the next day it'll be give a number to how you felt about the food and the overall experience to me just randomly saying, I'll give this a thumbs up. We never know how it's going to go. And I believe in the next review that we have, it's actually going to be the number system for ratings and and reviews in terms of uh, when the meal is over with. But this is our second review today from Pete and crew, and they have been spending a lot of time at some of the DVC resorts, obviously. Wilderness Lodge was part of it, and that's why we had a couple reviews recently from Wilderness Lodge, including this in last episode, and we'll still have more to come with that. But the team also stayed at Riviera, and so now we have a lot to expect from that area as well. I I think 
Caribbean Beach 2 in the future, I definitely know Riviera because we're about to listen to a review from Disney's Riviera Resort. They went all the way up to the top for Topolino's Terrace. And what's fun about this review is that Pete actually didn't get to eat dinner at Topolino's when we originally stayed at at Disney's Riviera Resort all the way back in... When was that? That would have been December of 2019 when the hotel opened up. Uh, the bunch of people on the team, I didn't stay there, but a bunch of people on the team stayed there and we made a full day out of the coverage and really, really went out of our way to get everything. He ended up skipping out on dinner at the top. So this was his first time getting to eat there. And I think he re-explains that in the review. I know he at least says it's his first time, but I don't remember if he goes into the detail. But that's why he's never eaten there. And then obviously the pandemic happened and yeah, we don't need to get into all of that because we're just wasting time. Let's just sit back, hear the review. I'm ready. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Pete Werner here with today's Disney Dining Show. Coming to you from the top of the beautiful Riviera Resort, Topolino's Restaurant. Very lucky to be able to get a reservation here today. Um, sometimes it helps to have friends and because it's really tough to get in here. I was trying and they were booked out for weeks. Uh, it was really hard to get anything. So, And I've never done dinner here. I've done the breakfast, but I've never done dinner and uh, joined by some friends and a fiasco and his wife and so we're gonna check it out for the table there are six of us here tonight not all of us are doing the review right <laughs> was like i don't want to talk i don't want to talk she did it before i don't know why it's a problem now but anyway i love her so she doesn't matter she can do whatever she wants um we ordered uh, all the appetizers on the menu for the table to share that was an olives marinade, lemon, garlic, marjoram, bay leaf on the olives, um, a regat, a tomato, uh, aged balsamic, cracked pepper, basil, epi. That was $14. The olives were nine. Um, the regatta, uh, ricotta dish uh, was 14 uh, The gnocchi, which was a duck confit, a pesto bianco, Garden kale, pine nuts, that was $16. Um, I will tell you, the ricotta and the gnocchi and the olives were all excellent. Excellent. The ricotta was fresh. I'm saying ricotta because that's what people understand. I always call it regat, but um, it was fresh. It was really well done with the tomato, uh, the balsamic, everything in there was really good. The gnocchi was a work of art. It was a work of art. It was so good with that duck confit and the and the the, the sauce that was in. Oh my god, it was incredible. Um, so I really liked it. Uh, for my main course, however, I went with the tomahawk veal chop. Um, comes with a potato, spring onion gratin, and a lemon veal jus for fifty two dollars. The al gratin was ve is very good. It really is. It's very very good. The tomahawk veal chop itself is really well prepared. It's well cooked. It is a good quality piece of meat. Unfortunately, where the wheels come off the wagon is the lemon veal jus. That is far more bitter than it needs to be. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a jus sauce before with veal that was like almost like vinegar. Um, the finish was almost like vinegar. It was very, very bitter, and it did not need to be. It completely ruined the dish. Completely ruined the deal. Um, and that's unfortunate. But like I said, the gratin, very good. Appetizers, very good. Veal chop itself, very good. But they need to go do something with that sauce because that sauce was terrible. I could not, with that sauce on it, could not recommend you spend... $50 on this dish. All right, so like Pete mentioned, we got a ton of appetizers, all of the appetizers to be exact. 
What I do want to also mention, though, is they do have bread service here with dinner. Everybody gets bread and oil, and the bread is quite good. They're like these little miniature skinny French baguettes. They're kind of tougher bread, but it's really good. Um, so as far as the appetizers are concerned, I've gotten the olives before. I've talked about the olives before, and I ate them again today. Uh, they are pretty good, but you kind of got to be an olive person to like them. There's a really strong vinegar taste to it as well, uh, but I like them. I like them a lot, and uh, that's really the only appetizer I tried, but I know you tried appetizer stuff. Yeah, I tried the ricotta, and there was also like a little tomato paste um, side, and it was all delicious. Um, I dipped the bread in it, and it was very, very light, but you, but not, no, maybe not very light. The ricotta was very light, but you can get full really fast. <laughs> so like... I didn't eat the ricotta because it's not my cup of tea, but just knowing from eating other restaurants, when I saw it hit the table, I thought deconstructed bruschetta. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, something without, like, some of the ingredients in a bruschetta, but yes. Okay. But it was it, it, it was really good. I did try it. It was really good. So your entree. So, yeah. So the entree I got was the rigatoni. It was $32. And I have to say it is probably my favorite dish of all Walt Disney World. It is made to perfection. Um, it is super creamy, rich. It's very, very filling. Um, it just, I don't even know how to describe it, so I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> so it is braised chicken sugo. And excuse me if I did pr pronounce anything wrong. Um, braised chicken sugo, broccolini, wild mushrooms, and parmesan cheese. Um, it's just the most delicious pasta dish ever. I, I don't even know how to, ex how to explain no, it. No, she's not lying. Uh, I, this, so this is the third time that I've had dinner here. The other two times I got the filet, which is amazing. We're going to hear about the filet. And I also have tried this, and both, both dishes are just insanely good. It's so fresh. I can tell they made it, like, that day. And it's, it's just so soft. It, like, it really does melt in your mouth. It, and they, it comes with asparagus. I think it, it seems like it comes with, like, a little bit of spinach as well. It's not on the menu, but I, that's what I tasted. But um, overall, this dish is just... It's phenomenal. It's, I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah. I've been like begging Corey to come back here and try to. Reservations are difficult to get. It is so hard. Very difficult and to get. I literally want to come here like on every single special occasion just for this dish alone. This time, I decided to try something new, and I got the classic Soul Monair. Got it. Nailed it. Said it right. And practiced. That was fifty bucks. That comes with sea beans, capers, lemon, and petite potatoes. Now, if you were here at the uh, before all the closures, there was actually an experience that went into this being served, where they actually the waiter brought it out and deboned it in front of you. Since they reopened, they're now just deboning it in the kitchen, obviously, and bringing it out with the potatoes stuffed down the center. Uh, this is really good. The lemon flavors are really good. Uh, it's a, the, the sauce has butter in it, which normally I don't love butter. I don't love the idea of butter, but it didn't bother me. I really didn't notice it at all. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the, it's not really a super fishy taste. Uh, the sole is the fish, and I, I'm not familiar with sole. I've been eating a lot of fish lately, but not familiar with sole. Um, and it's not, it, I'd put it in the medium spectrum as far as a fishy tasting fish. Now the skin uh, is extremely crispy and the fish inside is extremely flaky. That is how I like it. I, I, I really would recommend would recommend this a lot. Um, this would go down as you know the third the third entree item at dinner that I've tried and they've all been great. I Topolinos every time I've been here. Fantastic. Breakfast, lunch, dinner every time. It's just a slam dunk. But they hit very, it out of the park. It's very hard to get into, though. It is very and, and difficult. I've been, and I, I've been asking you, I've been asking you, but it's hard to get into. It is. <laughs> so, glad we were able to do it yes. tonight. So, this is Denny and I's first time coming here. Uh, like he mentioned, we got all three of the appetizers that they have on the menu. I tried the ricotta and the gnocchi. The ricotta is not something I usually enjoy, but this one was very delicious. It was very light, uh, like Haley had mentioned, and it also came with um, with a tomato side, and that was also very good. Yeah, but the gnocchi, really good. yeah, but my gnocchi was definitely my favorite one. That was delicious. I didn't really know what to expect with that. That's not something I would generally get, uh, but since it was on the table, I got it, and I really enjoyed that a lot. Uh, for the 
uh, entree, I got the filet mignon, which was with uh, truffle mashed potatoes, charred spring onion, forest mushroom puree vinaigrette, and that is $54. Uh, that was honestly a delicious steak. Um, we are both big steak people. I've paid triple the amount of money for our steak, and that was right up there with them. Um, it was super tender. I could legitimately cut it with my fork. Uh, the vinaigrette that it was in was delicious, and I also love the mashed potatoes. Every, I could lick the plate. It was highly recommended, and I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and I also tried some of Deneen's dinner, which was also very good. So I got the rigatoni, the same as Haley, per her recommendation, and I will say it was definitely excellent. I would definitely get it again. Um, the chicken was tender, the broccolini was cooked to perfection, and even the pasta, you could just taste how fresh it was. I really enjoyed this. Um, so I'm usually a person that will go for a filet, but I'm so happy that I got this, and I definitely think that I will consider getting it in the future. All right, so I did not try the appetizers. I've been here a few times, so I've had them previously, even the olives. They're all very good if you like what they are. Um, if you like olives, they're great olives. If you like the ricotta, it's really great ricotta. Um, I decided to do something different. I got the root bisque as a, my appetizer, so that is on the starter's menu. It is a soup. It's parsnip, celery root, heirloom tomato, sorry, heirloom apples, and uh, cacao nibs and sorrel. I have no idea what sorrel is. Um, but So they essentially have like the uh, heirloom apples going out the side, and then they come and like, they pour the rest of it on it. Very earthy, very um, root. I mean, it's a root bisque, so uh, very like earthy tasting, and it really has a lot of that parsnip taste to it. Excellent. It's so, so, so good. I would have gotten the whole bowl of it as my meal if I could have. Like, that would have been great. And so that is $13. Jesus, like, it's $13. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was $13. It was, it was really good. I didn't realize it was that much for a cup of soup. Um, but um, I uh, also got the uh, diver scallops as my main course, and those are new to the menu. So they are $49, and they are uh, scallops. I got four of them, and they were really good size for the four of them, and they are from Nova Scotia. Um, I, so if you've had the ones at Flying Fish, they are from Hokkaido in Japan. These are Nova Scotia. And I could taste a bit of the difference there because it's a, a little bit colder of an environment. So usually when fish or scallops or shrimp or, or lobster or whatever comes from colder places, it tends to be sweeter. These definitely were, and they were actually really well made. If you followed the journey, I always get, have bad luck with scallops. These were really good. They were perfectly cooked. They, there was no grit. There was It was translucent inside the way it's supposed to be. And uh, they came with spring vegetable risotto, asparagus, emerald crystal lettuce, and Meyer lemon oil. I did not see any lettuce. I don't know what that is. Um, that may have been, I, yeah, there was no lettuce. I'm not sure what that was about. But the risotto was amazing. It was so well cooked. I tend to go for like cheese risottos or mushroom or something like that, which is phenomenal. But this, uh, the spring vegetable was really great. So 49 bucks for that. Yeah, I paid way more for seafood dishes. Because seafood can be really expensive. Paid more for a lot less. So uh, Topolino, great choice. Okay, so for dessert, I decided to try the pistachio mousse. This is a uh, chocolate cake, lemon curd, and morello cherry for $12. Um, it was good. It was good. The pistachio mousse itself was very good. They put a lemon curd in the middle, which didn't need to be there. It, it's like sometimes you can do too much and you don't have to. The pistachio mousse stood on its own. The Morello cherries were fine. Uh, overall, it was good, but I could have done without the lemon curd in the middle, but it was still a very good dessert. All right, so we got the fruits of the forest. It's a black currant mousse, blueberry sorbet, but it was actually a basil sorbet. The waiter told us that it was a basil sorbet. And marinated berries and hibiscus cake. It was $14. Um, overall, I... I didn't really enjoy it that much. I kind of, it kind of tasted a little sour. A little, it was a little too strong of a flavor for me. But the basil sorbet was fantastic. It was very light, earthy, fresh. I would love to order that just by itself next I time. That's what I probably would do. Um, but overall, meh. 
I mean, yeah, if they could just have the basil sorbet and just in a cup and just feed yes. that to me, that'd be delicious. However, I did really like this a lot. Um, so the thing about it that Haley mentioned was the raspberry flavor. That's the super potent, overpowering yeah. flavor. I love raspberry though. Raspberry is my jam. I love sour stuff too. So for me, that was really refreshing. Another thing that we should mention, this is the plant-based vegan dessert. So on this menu, you have three uh, desserts to choose from. And out of the three, this is the only vegan dessert. So as far as vegan options are concerned though, I would say this is a pretty Oh, it's one. a great vegan option for sure. So for dessert, Danina got the warm chocolate cake that came with a caramel center, chantilly, and raspberries for $14. Uh, the presentation was beautiful and everything on the plate was delicious. It came with a uh, whipped cream that was very good and it was just like basically a, your typical lava cake but just done very well. Yeah, personally, I think I would have preferred just like a chocolate inside of the, as like the lava filling instead of the caramel, but overall it, it was pretty good. Um, having the like raspberry on the plate to mix in was, was really great as well. Um, the vanilla ice cream was delicious and even the whipped cream was really tasty as well. Yeah. All right, so I got the pistachio also, just like Pete got. That was good. It was not very flavorful, I would say. It was very light. Like, you know how people say light? Uh, something like, oh, this is very light. Where it feels like, oh, it was good, but airy. This was just kind of not flavored, but also light at the same time. Um, so it's fine. I think that when you pick something like pistachio and someone chooses it, they pick it because they love pistachio. Um, kind of like if you're picking key lime and it does, it's a hint of key lime taste. I'm like, no, I like key lime. I want key lime. So with this, if you're getting a pistachio dish, it needs to be like, it needs to have the actual pistachios and, and then like the dusting of it and the flavor of it and all that because people who actively choose desserts that are nut-based want that taste. So I think that's really what I'd change about it, but... I, for the 12 bucks, I would actually get another bowl of the root bisque that I had earlier. <laughs> so I would, I, so I guess I'd prefer that or maybe like a scoop of ice cream or something. So I'm okay on this. I, I'll, I'd pass next time. Okay. So uh, we were six adults. No one was drinking. There was no alcohol. Um, because we're a table of six, gratuity was included. Total $509 before any discounts. Um, for even though I had slight issues with like the jus sauce or whatever, they were minor. They were minor. Uh, pulled the table before doing this on a scale of one to ten. What would they give it? Um, everyone, with the exception of Fiasco and I, gave it a nine and a half. Fiasco gave it a ten. I gave it a nine. Um, so what you're looking at is roundly a really happy table. And at $85 per adult for appetizer, main course, dessert, great caliber uh, quality of food, um, and really, really well prepared. I could make, like I said, I had exception with the way a couple things were done, but they were personal. They weren't, you know, like, oh my God, this guy can't cook. Um, so I think this place deserves its reputation. I think it deserves a reputation as a great place to eat. There's a reason it's very hard to get a reservation here. And I think that's going to remain the case. More than a year after they opened, they're still very popular. And there was some uh, talk on our DVC fan Facebook group that this was overrated. I don't think it's overrated. Um, so everybody at this table has eaten at a lot of Disney restaurants for a long time. And they're handing out nines, nine and a halves, and tens. That says something. And that's it for their review of Topolino's Terrace at Disney's Riviera Resort. Of course, the beautiful, beautiful rooftop restaurant at Disney's Riviera Resort that pays tribute to Mickey Mouse because the Italian word for Mickey Mouse is Topolino, but you probably already know that, so I'm just wasting your time with facts that you already know. And that means we can move on to our final, final, final dining review. We probably didn't need a fourth one today because 
Wow, we had some really long reviews on this one, but I'm still throwing it in anyways because that's just what I do. I need to keep things nice and even. And you might be wondering, well, what is this last review that we have from Rhino that is from all the way back around Christmas time that might involve treats, snacks, desserts? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. It is Rhino at Disney Springs, because at Disney Springs, he went there to try desserts from Aaron McKenna's Bakery as all part of his healthy living that he's trying to do, because Aaron McKenna's is all vegan desserts, which I don't have a lot to say about, but Rhino does. And instead of me sitting here with awkward, long pauses, we're just going to throw it over to Rhino Rhino, really screwed up his name, though. We're going to throw it over to Rhino and let him review Aaron McKenna's a couple months ago. (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's Rhino. I'm here at Disney Springs. It's a little chilly tonight, and I love it. But um, I'm here, and I'm feeling like I want a snack. You know know me. What else is new? Um, And I am going to try a place that I actually... I think I've been to once before, like way back when it first opened, but I can't even remember what I had here. And that is actually Aaron McKenna's Bakery, NYC over here, um, which is just across, like down from the boathouse. And it is dairy-free, soy-free, gluten-free, egg-free, and certified kosher. I believe those are all the things that it is. But yeah, uh, I've heard really good things about it and um, the menu looks really cool and interesting. So there's a couple of stuff that I'm thinking I might try. I know a big thing they have right now is like, I think it's like vegan hot chocolate. I I gotta double check. I haven't even looked at the menu yet. I got that hunger brain going, but I'm gonna go inside right now while it's not too crowded. Okay, so here's the menu. All items are dairy-free, egg-free, soy-free, gluten-free, and certified kosher. I think I got all of that in the beginning of this video, but I do feel a little awkward because the employee is staring at me and I don't want her to feel super judged when I go in here because I'm not judgy. But anyway, here we go. Greatest hits memory. They got cupcakes, donuts, cookie sandwiches. Ooh, thin mints. Maybe, maybe. Um, Actually, this crumb cake sounds really good to me. Uh, I am a sucker for coffee cake. And, hmm, 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 I don't know what else. I wonder if that's like gluten-free, dairy-free, if that's like vegan ice cream. I'm gonna go inside and find out. I asked about the ice cream while I was in there. It is a coconut-based ice cream. I'm gonna try it on another night because it, it basically only comes in one size and it was a cup that was about this big. And so I feel like it might, I'm here by myself, so it might be a lot for me to just eat all that by myself because I want to do like one or two other things while I'm here, um, which is great for the cupcakes and stuff though because they gave it to me in a bag. So I got the carrot cake cupcake and I got a uh, pineapple upside down. I'll tell you all that in a second. I don't know why I'm saying that right now. I got to find somewhere to sit down though because Aaron McKenna is in this alley and there's no like tables or anything like that. Uh, anywhere around here, so I gotta go find some real estate and figure out, you know, somewhere that's not like, oh, hey, Sprinkles, do you mind if I just use this table real quick? Although I might actually do that, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I, let me find a spot and then let's let's check this out together. So I found some seating. Um, I basically walked around to uh, where Deluxe Burger is. They have a bunch of their like their social distance setup over here. They have a bunch of tables outside and this is like where that kind of dead end bridge is. It doesn't quite cross over to the river, but it goes out on the river a little bit. It's right behind the Welcome Center, um, the guest relations area over here. So I definitely recommend it over here. It's a little dark um, in the video, but it's a little bit brighter than that when you're actually over here in person. But I got two items from Aaron McKenna's Bakery. I got the cranberry pineapple upside down cake, which was eight seventy five. And then I also got the carrot cake cupcake, which was $7. I feel like for $7, it's a little on the small size, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't want to judge it. So the reason why I went with the carrot cake cupcake and not the slice of carrot cake was because the carrot cake cupcake has cream cheese frosting, um, which I should have asked about what was in the, the cream cheese frosting if, if there was no dairy or anything like that. Hmm. 
But um, anyway, the other one, the, the slice had uh, whipped cream frosting and I'm like, what? The whole reason we got a carrot cake is because of the cream cheese frosting, am I right? Am I right? Um, but I'm pretty excited. I, I think the cranberry pineapple upside down cake is, is gonna be really good, uh, or it looks really good. Um, I was also gonna get the vegan ice cream, like I said, but it's, it's definitely chilly out here and there's no way I could have eaten all that. And that would have been a warmer day thing. I'll go back for it though, because I am really curious what vegan ice cream tastes like. The cranberry pineapple upside down cake though is really interesting. I thought it was just a cranberry in the middle, but from the looks of it on the side, it looks like this cranberry is bursting from the seams. My goodness. So I'm going to go in with a, a, a uncultured swine and just try and cut it with my fork first. Nope, can't do it. So um, it's dense, that's all. It's dense, very dense. I don't know why I sound like Jiminy Glick right now while I'm doing this. Oh yeah, there's a cranberry right on the side right here, you can see. Okay. It has a lot of flavor, I'm gonna say that. It, 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 like the slice of pineapple on top of this is just really rich. It's not quite candied, but it definitely tastes more sugary or sweeter, I should say, not sugary, more sweet. Sweeter than um, like those chunks of pineapples that you get out of like cans or something like that. Um, it definitely tastes sweeter than that. I really, I think the cranberry complements the pineapple so well. There are so many, uh, so many drinks that are like cranberry pineapple anyways, aren't there? Let's talk about the texture of the cake, okay? So when I think of an upside down cake, I think of it as being like really, it, I, I, I think about it in terms of like a rum cake or something like that, where it's it's a little denser, it's a little, a little more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the M word, but it is the M word. M-O-I-S-T, I'm not saying it, not saying it. It's not dry, but it's got a texture that is um, a little bit grainier than what you might be used to. But it's good. Honestly, it's really good. I was only gonna take a bite and now I've eaten half of this thing. It's holding together more or less. I, I feel like some of the slices I cut off are kind of crumbling a little bit, a little harder to kind of grab here. It's it's not like the it's falling apart. The integrity is still in place. I honestly think it's just a, like really it's just a texture thing because it is very flavorful. It's good. The cake has, has flavor. I think if you're just somebody who always eats like store birthday cake or, or the birthday cake that you would normally like make at your house, I guess, you know, like stereotypical cakes up. It's, it's going to be off in that aspect. I'm gonna take a little bit of cake just without the pineapple here, just to get some of that. But, yeah, so the cake without the, without like the pineapple together, it still is, it's still pretty decent cake. It's not a bad cake. It's not dry, it's flavorful. I think it has maybe the initial feeling or impression like it could be dry because it has because it's soy-free, dairy-free, egg-free, like it, it, it's gonna not be the same thing. It's, it's not gonna be the same thing. That's what we have to tell ourselves. But honestly, I'm really into this. I'm gonna pry myself away from the upside down cake and try a little bit of this, this carrot cake cupcake because now I'm really curious how this one's gonna go, if the texture is gonna be different because it's carrot cake. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a whole bite with the cream cheese and the frosting and everything. And it, I mean, it looks, Ooh, it smells really good too. It's got really strong, that spice cake flavor to it. I'm positive this is vegan cream cheese frosting, obviously. Not that I thought it wasn't gonna be, but when they said it was a cream cheese frosting, it immediately has a little bit of a different texture to it. Um, not in a bad way. It actually tastes, it has the cream cheese flavor 100%, but it has it in such a lighter, lighter way, but it still feels dense in that same way. I feel like my word for this video is dense. Carrot cake to me can be very fluffy and then the contradiction of having like a really dense um, cream cheese frosting on it kind of like keeps it all together. Um, what's interesting about this is that this cupcake is, I would say, as like dense and kind of compact and tight. Is that? Isn't that one of the phrases they say, um, 
on the Great British Bake Off show that the bread is tight or something like that. I forget because it's like sweet bread versus regular bread. I don't know. Correct me, please, obviously. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't have a lot of high hopes for this cupcake, but it is pretty fantastic. It, again, I think if you're somebody who's like, I want a sprinkles cupcake, this is not the same thing. Oh my gosh, the, the spice flavor is coming through so, so strongly in this. This one's texture compared to the texture of the pineapple upside down cake. This one is much closer to that of a cupcake, but again, uh, of a cupcake. It is a cupcake. I'm speaking about like it's an alien that's traveled here from another planet. It's just different and I think if you're somebody who hasn't had something like this before, you might, your knee-jerk reaction might be like, well, I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna say this is one of the most flavorful carrot cake things I've had because of that spice is really, really coming through. You really get that. And that's what I love about carrot cake is that maybe it's spice cake I like and not carrot cake, but also um, what's great is it doesn't have any raisins in it because people that put raisins in carrot cake are probably the same bonkers people that put walnuts or something like that in oatmeal raisin cookies. It's really good. Let me let me take a couple more bites and then give you my breakdown here in a second. Maybe I'll find a better lit area too so I don't look like some monster uh, hiding in the wings of an auditorium. All right, so my verdict on Erin McKenna Bakery is that I enjoyed it enough that I would try something else there as well. Um, honestly, I think the cranberry pineapple upside down cake the, was definitely the winner of the two. Not that I didn't enjoy the carrot cake cupcake, but at $7, it felt like, again, a little too small, but I know like quantity and quality sh shouldn't always be equated to each other. But um, I think that um, what's great about the upside down cake is that I felt like oh, if we, there were two people, that's, that size of that would be something I would normally be happy to split with somebody else. So I think that was, that's the thing about it is that it was a little bit, that size was a little bit bigger. And I'm curious how it, how it would go with some of that, that vegan ice cream. So I'm definitely going to go back and try some of the vegan ice cream. And there were some other interesting things in the case there that I want to, I want to give a shot. I'm just very curious about, um, you know, different, um, it, it's, it's cruelty free is basically one of the big, the big slogans over there. And um, you know, I've been on this journey of trying like vegan, vegetarian options and stuff like that. And so I'm just interested like in, you know, that people that have uh, um, allergies and stuff like that who can't have food with egg in it and stuff. And I just, I want, I, I like that there are options for them that are good options that aren't like terrible and that they aren't afterthoughts. So I think that this is worth checking out if you are somebody like that, that has some of those allergies or eating restrictions, or you've chosen to eat vegan or something like that. I think that this would be worth checking out. Like I said, um, there are annual pass holder discounts amongst other things. This announcement is so loud that I'm worried you won't be able to hear me. So I'm trying to just, okay, there we go. Um, no, yeah. So I, I, I'd be curious from somebody's perspective who's eaten there that is like dairy-free, egg-free, all that stuff. Like what you think of that sort of things. And if there are other places that I should go and try to kind of maybe compare it to as well. Cause this is kind of more, more, um, more of a newer experience for me. Um, and I have to say it wasn't terrible. It was, it was, Honestly, really good. I would definitely go back for the cranberry pineapple upside down cake. I would say that 100%. But if you are somebody who you are like, unless you're doing it out of curiosity, uh, uh, you know, then I don't think that you'd, if you're somebody who doesn't have those restrictions, I don't know that this is something that you're gonna ever think is superior to the original. But if you are somebody who is like, tiptoeing into that area and you want to try and see what that what what that sort of uh, flavor profile would behold um i think it's worth checking out so uh if you've been there before and there was an item that i definitely should have tried that i missed please let me know in the comments below um i'd happily like i said go back and try something else and uh I, i'm gonna have to go back and try the vegan ice cream now i'm just repeating myself over and over again what is going on i took the leftovers in my backpack right now and i'm concerned that I, they're not gonna survive to my house, but it's whatever, it's fine. It, it was a good experience while it happened and I ate a lot more of it than I had expected or wanted to, but you know what? I don't feel bad about it. You heard it here first. He refuses to feel bad about it. 
I wasn't fully listening, so I'm not sure what the context was, but he refuses to feel bad about it. And that's our show for this week. I hope you all enjoyed it very, very thoroughly. I know I did. As I'm sitting here by myself, I I enjoyed putting this all together. It was a real, it was really, really a lot of fun, and we still have so many more dining reviews. Uh, Pete and Fiasco knocked out so so many that we just have a ton coming up that doesn't even include ones that Fiasco's done on his own, ones that. I've done on my own ones that Rhino's done on his own. I think Denny might have some coming up as well, too. So we have, we just have so, 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 so much coming up. And just stay tuned. It's going to be good. I'm very excited. I have a May 4th special one that it doesn't really matter for you because you hear them all in one big bulk instead of uh, individually at a time. But I went to Star Wars so I could have something to release that week with with May 4th. And yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. So I really appreciate you all for going on this culinary journey with us. And before I go, I just want to remind you one more time, if you're thinking about booking an upcoming vacation, you want to support us because you like our content, please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel. And of course, you can get that free no obligation quote at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And also, please remember to subscribe wherever you are listening to podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a positive rating and review preferentially uh, we, i'd prefer it be a five-star one but you know what i know that's not always going to be but i do want to say thank you to mam 1200 who left a recent review that's good uh, i'm really liking this as a listener of over a year i had honestly stopped searching for and listening to any shows from this channel for a while because well a lot of the times they were gone and now they're saying the shows were too short for their taste and since often listen while driving or working out short videos didn't work for me falling off of a treadmill once will teach you to stop searching for new podcasts quickly i've been there Totally, totally agree with you. This new format of splicing together a few different shows is awesome, and now I'm back being a steady listener. Great idea. That makes me so happy. I really, really appreciate that positive feedback. That that just made my Friday. So thank you very much, MAM1200. Thank you to everyone out there who listened to this one. I really do appreciate you. I hope you have a great week. We'll be back with you next week for another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. 